your spot, put it in park, here we go. What's going on, everybody? Free Parking Podcast back for episode, what are we at now? Eight? Seven? Eight. eight. Episode eight. We have four of the boys in the house. We got Mead here filling in for Deves. What's up, guys? We got Jimbo here on the producing end. How we doing? It's good to be back. I'm feeling great. Yeah, man, dude. It's been a minute since you've been on. How the heck are you? I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. All right, good man, good man. And then back again for his second consecutive episode, we have DJ Nader. What's going on, everybody? Uh, It's a pleasure to be back for the second time here. All right, so we have four guys in the house today, mainly because this past week in sports, this past week in entertainment has been unbelievable. Through the roof. Yeah, so to kick things off, we're going to go right into our first segment as always. We're going to go with the big sports topics of the week. We had the NFL draft. We had the 76ers. Yikes. And, you know, we have a few other things we want to talk to you about. So uh, here we go. All right, Jim, me, Nate, boys, Eagles draft. We're all Birds fans here. You know, we don't have Steelers, Deaver in the house. So what, uh, you know, what do you guys think about this draft that they had? We'll start, you know, you know, there's four of us. Apologies. Mead, we'll start with you. I mean, Howie, I think he's a genius. Um, overall, draft grade, A-. minus. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with that. Jim, what do you think? I agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and, you know, dude, in my opinion, this was one of the best drafts I've ever seen the Eagles have. They finally mm-hmm. drafted a running back. They drafted J- uh, Jason Peters back up. You know, yep. it's just all around. They got a quarterback that's steady, solid. You know, Northeastern's, you know, a solid school. So, um, you know, the quarterback situation in Philadelphia is still in a good place. They still have Wentz. They still have Sudfeld. And now they have this other guy. That quarterback room is going to be in good shape. The running back room is going to be in great shape. Um, you know, boys, the, the Eagles draft, I, I think this year is one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, I'd have to agree. Uh, very offensive heavy draft and a very Penn State heavy draft. Two picks out of there. I think uh, Penn State had five drafts out of Penn State, obviously, right. and we uh, snagged two of them. Yeah, that's awesome. Who exactly are those names? Miles, Miles Sanders and Sharif, Sharif Miller. Miller. He's a he's a hometown boy. Oh no, kidding! Went to GW High School. Oh no way! Okay, cool, sweet. So, dude, I mean, it, it's awesome. This week in Philly sports has been epic. Today, I just got back from the Fanatics birthday at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, I had the NFL draft party at the link earlier in the week on Thursday. This week in Philly sports has just been insane. I've been able to visit all three stadiums in the Philadelphia South Philly sports complex. Jim actually linked up with you at Wells Fargo yesterday for the AC Blackjacks game. Uh, their, what was it, their season opener, not their home opener? Their season opener, yes. It was on April 27th against the, uh, the reigning two-time champs in the last three years, the uh, Philadelphia Soul. Yeah, you know, you said they put up a pretty good fight, right? I mean, 48-41 as an inaugural team is pretty impressive. <clears throat> yeah, uh, especially with the uh, fan base not knowing what to expect, uh, I feel. Going around social, they were kind of optimistic. And uh, being a part of the team, I felt that 
they definitely had to come out and either win or compete, which they definitely did. And the response on social has been absolutely positive. I mean, Facebook and Twitter, people are saying, you know, great job, boys. We'll get them next time. Like, we're coming out to the home opener. And uh, it's looking like uh, we're going to get a good crowd on the uh, on their home opener on uh, May the 4th uh, yeah. this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, Free Parking Pod will be in attendance and producing content from that. Did you just crack a beer? Is that a was that a beer crack? That's, that's, like, be his, a... that's like his second one. He Dude. was drinking one before we we started. Yeah, that's... trying to be a little sneaky there, but the that beer, was a beer crack. The beer that sex was... is like thirty five minutes away. Take it easy over there. All right. Anyway, yo, you know, I look at the Blackjacks. They're doing two things right. You know, right off the bat, they come off guns blazing. Um, you know, losing forty eight to forty one away as your season inaugural is your inaugural season opener is very impressive. The second thing they've done right is they please the people with their name. You know, the Blackjacks was a, a highly chosen name from the fans. Um, you know, so far the Blackjacks seem to be doing everything right. Jim, you know, I know you run that social, so you know, keep it up, brother. It's looking good. Thank you. Yeah, all the feedback's been good so far. I'm just gonna try and keep improving all season long, trying to get some good content. And uh, send it out to the fans out there. Not only, not only is he killing the social game, but if you get a chance, we'll probably t- we can tweet it out on our Twitter. He's absolutely killing these recap videos that he's doing. Um, Jim and I have been like best friends for several years now. It's got to be going on at least seven, eight around there. He's Maybe even more. Out. I can't even why remember. Why and oh, mate, why don't you make hours? <laughs> Jim has Jim has always wanted to film content for stuff we're doing pond hockey videos where he's shooting everything he can he's filmed a few times at the pool and he finally found his niche or something where he can put his talents to work um like he said himself a lot of these afl teams are not putting out these recap videos on their social they don't have a really big social presence as a team the philadelphia soul i think is probably their biggest competition when it comes to like that market and um Jim has certainly stepped in this role. So definitely keep a lookout on the Atlantic City Blackjack social. Uh, everything that's posted on there is by our boy Jimbo. He's killing it. Absolutely. Love to, love to hear it, Nate. Love the love. All right. So, boys, the 76ers, you're going to get right into it. You know, a lot of people are like, dude, I bet on the Sixers. I bet on the Sixers. You can't bet on the Sixers game one in Toronto. It, dude, it's Toronto's way too good of a team, man. The, the Sixers series is going to be the hardest they've probably had yep. in years. Long one. It's going to be a long one. It's going to go game seven, man. It's, it's going to go game seven. Yeah, definitely. Undoubtedly, besides the finals, probably one of the best series of the NBA playoffs. Um, the Bucks they took a hard L today, uh, still in the Eastern Conference. To, to the Celtics? Once yes. Oh boy, man, the Celtics are getting hot. That's yeah. that's trouble. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a long series. Kawhi was heating up the other night, absolutely on fire. Yeah, it was like nothing I've ever seen, man. There was this one play in the third quarter at the very end of the third quarter. He was dished a ball in the corner. He had, I believe, uh, you know, Benson, one of the major Sixers. Tobias Harris was marking him, I believe. In his face, it was the Kevin Durant no-look three-pointer. The cleanest swoosh I've ever seen. That was the momentum push. That got Kawhi Leonard to his 43 points for the game. He only needed two more to beat his playoff record. It was, man, the, the Raptors were hot. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'd am i be lying if I told you I'm a little little scared for the Sixers in this series. Seriously. I, uh, yeah, I think if the Sixers are going to win, I think it's definitely going to go seven games. Yeah. 
yeah. good, good matchups across the board. Uh, yep. And bead has got to be healthy. That's that's the yep. rule. Yeah, I was listening to the game. Um, I wasn't able to you know, watch it, but I was listening to the announcers, and they were talking about how Embiid wanted to play in every single game in the series. Um, he said he was sick and tired of having to sit out all minor injuries. He said he was going to push through it. Although my biggest concern with that is, you know, are we going to burn him out? Uh, you know, is he going to get hurt because he's trying to do too much? You know, I like Marjanovic uh, behind him, but you know, he's not Embiid. He's not. He's not right. that big guy, top five player in the league. So we definitely got to figure that one out. I don't know, man. Game seven. I I'm hopeful that we'll get there. You know, so we'll see. I think it's going to come down to a uh, home court advantage. Yeah, I agree, dude. The Raptors Arena last or uh, yeah, game was last night. Raptors Arena was every five every two minutes. You were let's go Raptors. So that arena was pumping, man. The energy was flowing. I'll tell you what, the Sixers Arena is going to come back ten times stronger. What do Philly fans? Whenever they hear another arena going wild, they come back ten times harder. So the the Raptors are going to have a difficult time when they come back to Philly, which is a big reason why I think the series is going to go a long way. Home, like Mead said, man, home court advantage in this series is really what I think might decide it. Yeah, and last night's game, uh, Drake was sitting courtside. Uh, I think Kawhi had a nice shot. He uh, told the Sixers to get the f out of there. I can only hope that uh, the Sixers have Meek Mill ring the bell for the first game. Oh my God, dude! What a treat that would be. You know, you know what we need Drake to do though. We need Drake to wear as many uh, Toronto Raptors jerseys. Yep, I was going to say the Drake curse. Yeah, you know, but I, but I don't know if it applies if he's at his home court. So he's got to come to Philly uh, for one of these games. And yeah, that, that's a good point. When he's on his home turf, I don't know if it applies, but you know. The more he wears Toronto, the better off the Sixers are. So let's, uh, yeah. It applied for the Leafs. It applied for the for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It applied for the Los Angeles Rams when he wore their jersey for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, and I believe it's applied to a couple other things in the past as well that he's worn jerseys for. Um, so yeah, boys. I don't know. I, you know, hopeful on the Sixers. I think we have a a legitimate chance to win. I think it's going to be the most difficult, but also the most entertaining series that we're going to see so far. So, yo, Mead, you were telling me about the Jeopardy guy. You were saying that he's still winning? Yeah. So what's he up to now? 17-game win streak, uh, just under $1.3 million. Dude. I think he had his lowest winnings on Friday night at (laughs) $49,000. In one night, dude. Still averaging over $70,000 a game, which is insane. Dude, this guy, this guy's a prodigy, man. You know, they only come around once every generation. You know, last generation, like we mentioned last episode, was Ken Jennings. Now we have, you know, Joe Schmo, gambler, sports betting guy from California or Nevada, Las Vegas, I think he's from. Um, this guy's unreal, man. So, you know, we're going to keep rooting for him. Hope he can beat the record um, because last time the record was set, we were kind of too young to really understand what was going on. But, you know, $1.3 million is unreal, dude. There's a lot of criticism that he's, you know, bringing in too much money at once, which is good and bad. Bad for the show, good for him. But uh, I think it's awesome. Alex Trebek, uh, who knows where he's going to go. He's got, what, stage four pancreatic cancer. He does, man. Unfortunately, he does, yeah. One, One last streak. Yeah, you know, good for Alex Trebek, good for this guy, um, you know, just good for the game in general. Um, you know, a lot of people watch that every night, so that's cool. But, uh, you know, 
I'll tell you what, there was no better TV. There was no better TV than what I just got done watching tonight. Before we, before we move on to Thrones, I just have a free parking pod question. What's your favorite game show of all time? Okay. Favorite, favorite game show of all oh, time. Okay. okay. All, right, all, right. all right. Before we segue, I got to know this because I got yeah. mine. All right, Nate, start off with yours. I just wanted, no, you, you got- I wanted to. I wanted to be the ringer, but my favorite game show of all time is. Uh, I'm blank. Why am I blank on the name? But it's the Whammy game. Whammy, no whammies, no whammy. Oh, stop. Yeah, dude. I it's don't a- know the name of that, but that's a, that oh, was a hell of a game to watch. What was it called? Yeah, look that one up. I'm not sure what that was called. But somebody, that was- somebody else, go. I look this up. Yeah, Jim. What do you got? Favorite game show? Oh shit! You put me on the spot here, DJ. There's so <laughs> many. You got you got the glory days of Deal or No Deal before the. That's whole... what I was thinking. That was my first thought was Deal or No Deal. Before this it. new version of Deal or No Deal comes out, where you can counter. There's uh, I mean, there's Family Feud, uh, Wheel of Fortune. There's so many. You can even go Legends of the Hidden Temple. Dude, that's what I was going to say next. Come with Ol- Olmec, dude. Jeez. That was a fantastic show. Pick one. That There's was. so many. Jim, uh, Jim, pick one because I'm going next and I have mine and you guys are going to love it. I mean, an old school double dare was pretty great. All right. I mean, I'm just, I can't really think of any, but when you said Legends of the Hidden Temple, that just kind of sprung some old thoughts into my mind, but I'll say that for now, but continue on to you, Bush. All right, so my favorite game show of all time. Get ready, boys. I'm ready. W- Wipeout. Oh! oh yeah. Jesus. Dude. Dude, unreal content out of that show, man. Those guys would scorpion 24-7, you know, break limbs going on those red, big red big balls, red dude. Balls. Yeah, <laughs> dude, even, big red balls are unreal. What's oh. even... As comparable to Wipeout would be the Japanese television show where it it was like currently filmed in Japan or in Asian, wherever. Like, Beatable Banzuke? That is what I'm talking about. They would they would have like American announcers over top of it and be like, "Okay, we have Betsy going up here. Betsy's gonna take a oh no, just took a huge tumble." Was like that show is so good. All right, wait, pause real quick, because me and I are looking at each other right now. Like, what the f*** are you guys talking about? You have never <laughs> seen that? No. I think I've seen videos of like, where they obstacle course, and they're, like, yeah. on the catwalk, and it's, like, yep. zigzag. Yes. Yep, yep, It is. That's it. It's basically, like, crazy obstacles. None yeah. of them None of them were, like, ever, like, really well made. Like, it's all just, like, <laughs> dirt and stuff. And it is great. Like when you get a chance, look it up. It's fantastic content. It's yeah, you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to spell that one out for me because Zigwanje <laughs> doesn't sound like something I'd be able to figure out very easily. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Mead, you're up. I guess I'll just uh, keep it classic. Uh, I'll go Family Feud with Steve Harvey. Okay, okay. a classic. classic. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a solid, you know, good choice. Very vanilla. You know, everybody likes it. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Before we segue, the show I was talking about was called Press Your Luck. Press Your Luck. It yeah. was the No Whammies, No Whammy Stop game. Yeah, that's that's a good game. I loved watching that. Let's go, Big Box. Let's go, No Whammy Stop. Stop. Yeah. 
So on the MLB side of things, the Philadelphia Phillies are officially starting to escalate out of their slump. You know, they're coming off two big wins. Um, you know, today at the Fanatics' birthday was awesome. I was down on the field. I got to be right there when Harper gave Fanatic his birthday present, which was a green pair of fanatic size shoes that had the same imprints that Harper wore when it was his like debut game for the Philadelphia Phillies. Mm-hmm. It was they were so awesome looking. So I was right next to Harper when he handed them over to the fanatic. Um, no Harper. way. Yeah, dude, Harper is a tall guy. I didn't realize how tall he was. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's like almost Dave height. Like he's he's a tall guy. No way. Yeah, he's he's up there. Like I was looking up. I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy. But yeah, man, the fanatic and Harper love. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm pretty familiar with the mascot world. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't know any other relationship. A mascot Biggest romance in Philly right now. Yeah, yeah, I think the Harper Fanatic bromance might be the most enjoyable sports mascot and professional sports player relationship we've seen in a very long time. So, <gasps> Quadru and Gritty. Ah, uh, dude, that's close. That's true. I feel but, like I feel like Drew is not <clears throat> very uh, reciprocal, active on social with it, or uh, kind of Bryce kind of embracing. Of it, yeah, kind of, yeah. I feel right, like Drew's so, kind of behind the scenes with it. Where like, I don't know. We're, all right, so listen, you know how much we love Gritty over here at FPP, but the fanatic is the Godfather. You know, oh, the fanatic, yes. the fanatic is the Godfather through and through. And I'm sure Gritty understands that. Um, so we're gonna have to call this the fanatic Harper relationship the best one in sports. Absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna have to do it just FPP because confirmed. FPP confirmed. All right, boys, enough about game shows, enough about the sports talk, the entertainment that we just got done watching. HBO Game of Thrones was the most intense whatever however long it was 90 minutes of my life i have never been on my seat edge of my seat more time than that just was 40 minutes ago it was Mm -hmm. the easiest most heart pounding tv thing fantasy whatever i've never seen anything like it jim nate meet i know you're not caught up but jim nate give me your thoughts boys jim well well, 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 well. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Before you go in, before you go in, I will also add in I was on the edge of my seat as well. I was not sitting back in my reclining chair here. I was on the edge watching what was happening. So I'm with you on that, Jim. Go ahead. I I got a uh, workout notification on my Apple Watch that said, oh, you completed a workout. But I was sitting in my chair for an hour and a half. But You're it kidding. Up my heart rate. That I my heart was beating for so long that it thought I was worried out for an no, hour and a half. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. And oh my God, was it so right because my heart didn't stop beating from nine o'clock until ten thirty at night. Holy, <laughs> that was the best entertainment I have ever seen in all my movie viewing, television viewing, anything on a TV computer experience of. 
of my life. And if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, if you say you're the 1% that haven't seen it, you need to stop watching this. Well, maybe finish watching this or listen to this and go f***ing watch this show because this episode pulled at the heartstrings. Like, it was unreal. It was unreal. There, full range of emotion was in this yeah. episode. And there's still, what, three or four more to go? There's still three episodes remaining, dude. We have a roller coaster ride ahead of us. Nate, knee-jerk reaction real quick. W- what did you think of this last episode? It almost feels like it should have ended how good yeah. it was. It was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. it almost feels like that should have been the end of Game of Thrones right then and there. And to think that we still have, I think it's three Four episodes left. How many are in this season? Did they say seven? Six. Six Six episodes. To think that we still have three more episodes after this is mind-boggling. I was was glued to the edge of my seat. Two two episodes? That was episode three. Four, five, six. Oh, (laughs) fuck. Quick math. Tap out of those keystones for a minute and jump back into the conversation. (laughs) Quick math. It was uh, absolutely good content. I don't know how in-depth you guys want to go, but I have a lot. There is so much in this. We could do a whole podcast, podcast. on this Game of Thrones, but we have to We got to keep it moving and talk about the other things. But just what do you want to get into? There were so right, many so things. Let's get into, you know, let's break it into three parts. Let's first, we're going to talk about the deaths of everybody that happened. You know, big spoiler alert. We talked about this every time here at FPP. If you don't watch Game of Thrones... It's your loss. Honestly, at this point, it's your loss. We're telling you what happened. It doesn't matter. We'll break it down to three things. Break it into this. Before the battle, during the battle, after the battle. We'll talk about the events that led up before the battle, during the battle, (laughs) and after. First, to start off, the... uh, I'm going to butcher the name. Darth Raki? No, I'm talking about the red-hooded woman. Oh. Yeah, she played the biggest role she's ever played in a Game of Thrones episode in the most important episode tonight. Um, it was amazing to see her. Uh, we all knew she was going to die. She said she told everyone and, and their mother that she was going to die in the first 10 minutes of the episode, five minutes of the episode. Um, you know, pre-battle was very good when she lit up the Dothraki swords was unbelievable. That was epic. Gave me the chills. Um, you know, when looking from John and Daenerys's view down on the battlefield and watching them watching the fire run across the battlefield was the coolest thing I've ever seen. So uh, epic. Yeah, man. It was absolutely it was absolutely nuts, man. Alright, so then uh, you know, dude. What about the snow that just yeah. absolutely swarmed the everything? Well we we knew about this storm that follows the Army of the Dead from the uh Battle of Hardhome episode when uh, they first fight the White Walkers, um, uh, when they first encounter them and, and battle them, the big storm is rising on the horizon so they can oh. see it coming. That's how they know the White Walkers are coming. Um, so that storm really shouldn't have come as a surprise to them, uh, but it kind of looked like it did, which is a little weird. But regardless, the battle ensues. Um, as soon as the Dothraki went into that fight and, huh. their, and their swords went out, and Gone. their flames were done. I was like, "Oh my God! Here come the Dothraki with the White Walkers, and they're about to go rip apart Winterfell, dude." It was nuts. So, all right, let's get into during the battle real quick. Um, there's five, four, five major deaths. We had 
the Lord Commander of the Night Watch. Um, one of my favorite characters was the very first guy to die. I was extremely upset to see that. My girlfriend tried to crack a joke during that, and I, I actually said, I was like, you need to stop. I am extremely <laughs> upset. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she got up and walked away. Um, so, I, yeah, so I was extremely upset about that. We had uh, Jorah Mormont die, who is the ultimate protector of Daenerys Targaryen. Um, props to him and his major run that he had. We had uh, little girl. Had? Yeah, we had um, Liana uh, Mormont. We had her die. If you say so. We also had. I'm trying to think here, boys. Help me out if I'm missing somebody major. We had the red, the red woman die. Lady Melisandre died. Yeah, uh, that was at the end of the episode. We're talking about right. Yeah, that, the eye patch guy. Oh yeah, uh, Thoris Amir. Thoris Amir died. Um, so there we are. We're at five people right there. And the dragon. What happened to Jon Snow's dragon? What happened to Jon Snow's dragon? Um, my guess is that he is dead. Otherwise, he would have came back with Drogon is my guess because Drogon's the leader and he came back. So I'm thinking two of two of the three dragons are now dead. Um, and uh, yeah, so then the major death of this episode. Not somebody we like. Not somebody we've ever liked. The Night King. The Night King. The Night King has finally met his match in Arya Stark. Arya Stark held the blade that kills the Night King. Slight of hand. Slight of hand. Dude, it was unreal. It was unreal. She might be the, she might be the most badass character in any show I I've ever that. seen. I, I said I, I, I before, before before that even had well, yeah, before that like just leading up to her when she was just going off and killing everybody into the library and everything, like she is so badass. To see her progression, to see her progression from the the pump up videos I saw today of her being such a little girl, and then like progressing up to now, like wow, she is just badass. The library episode was like a big White Walker game of hide and seek. It was. It, it was nuts. It was. It was a wow. There's so much stuff we need to talk about still with this. Can we talk about how the White Walker gets a reset? I'm sorry. The Night King gets a reset button. Just a, a reset button of, oh, all my members have died. It's time to get back up and get back in this battle. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. His his powers are unmatched, man. I mean, obviously, Arya Stark, when the Valyrian Steel Dagger takes him out. But before that, man... Everyone thinks Jon Snow's going to have this big sword fight with the Night King. He's sprinting after him. Night King turns around, does his typical raises palms up in the air. Ben Simmons arm raise. Yep, and surrounds Jon Snow in all of this dead army. I honestly thought that was where Jon Snow was going to die, but let's be real. He's way too good of a sword fighter, and he's way too major of a character for him to die like that. So, um, Got to make death. Theon Greyjoy. Yep, that's... Oh, we did forget a major death. Theon Greyjoy has periled as well. Theon. You're a good man. Okay, wait. Here's one thing that I didn't mention at all. Totally forgot to talk about this. There was one scene towards the beginning of the episode where Theon is talking to Bran, and Bran says, okay, I need to go now. Yep. Dude, 
I need to Did you think now. I'm going to go now? I need to Did you now. think he was the Night King? Yes! Yes. You dude. don't see the Night King until he goes into the Raven's eye and the Oh my dude. that's exactly what I thought in the whole episode. Thank dude. you. Yes. And the first thing I thought was notice how all the ravens get behind his dragon and start flying with the dragon and they show the Night King's eyes. They didn't look as icy blue as they always looked. They looked that cream blue that people get when Bran wargs into them. Yeah. AKA Hodor. They kind of looked like Hodor's eyes with like a blue glow to them. So, dude, I think Bran at you know before the Night King died was the was Night the Night King. Yep. Yes. I, I that's exactly what I thought when watching this right, episode. Good. good. I, I was hoping I wasn't the only one. Exact Everybody else. Same thought. Everybody I was with was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, listen, there's got to be somebody out there that agrees. I can't wait to watch the highlight video that somebody breaks it down and explains yep. it. Those people Dude, are amazing. But We need uh, another Samuel L. Jackson recap for that fight. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video? I mean, you need to see it for yourself. You really do. And, uh, huh? What? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, we have dragons. After all that, you're still stuck on these f***ing dragons. Okay, you want to see a dragon, motherfucker? All right, here you go. Here you f***ing go. You happy now? All right, so what else was pretty major in that? Uh, you know, we saw Sansa and Tyrion get, uh, you know, very emotional with each other. They talked about their former relationship and said, uh, you know, that they might attempt to rekindle something. I don't know, man. Uh, it's potential. I thought they were. I thought they were done at that point. I thought that we were going to see a Tyrion death there. Honestly, yeah, I was. Uh, I was ready to let the waterfalls fall right there. Yep, seeing him go would have been. Uh, would have pulled out the heartstrings, but um, I'm glad we get to see him for another episode. Yep. She went. She went down to the crypt where everyone was hanging out down there and like didn't say a word. And everyone just looking at her, and then Tyrion <laughs> just grabs his drink. It's just <laughs> like oh. I'd be the same way, man. There was one Drink there was all one, you can. There was one pretty funny scene uh in during the madness of this episode for the listeners out there that have either seen it um or are listening now regardless of seeing it or not. Um the battle ensued from 5 minutes in until 5 minutes before the episode ended, so it was an hour and 10 minutes long of just pure battle. It was that's it, why it kept us on the edge of our seats the whole time, but during the madness of the episode, there was one funny scene where Tyrion was hiding in the crypts, and he peeks his head around real quick to see what's going on out there. Like everybody I was with, you know, we had we had eight people watching. Uh, we all got a chuckle out of it. I think they meant for it to be funny. I don't know if they did or not, but yeah. we needed some kind of laugh because we were all just in shambles of what was happening in this episode. Yeah, I had two or three chuckles during the episode, which was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad to see Tormund still around. He's another one. He's yep. probably my next favorite character yep. after uh, after Lord Commander of the Night Watch. Um, yeah, boys. Uh, episode four, five, and six. In I, I'm guessing that it's going to be um, like a rebuild. No, it's going to be the battle for the Iron Throne. Yeah, Cersei. Now, dude. Very true. We are officially back to square one of Game of Thrones. And the battle for the Iron Throne. So we'll see what happens. Uh, as far as we know, there's only one dragon. So now Daenerys has, 
you know, what's left of her army and a dragon. Jon Snow has what's left of his army. And now he has no dragon, but also the Targaryen name. I don't know if he's going to be able to win that fight, but who knows, man? It, you know, anything can happen. Literally anything can happen in these episodes. So is, uh, uh, is Jon Snow better on a dragon or on foot? I think he's better on foot. And what? I agree. Yeah. He doesn't, I think, he doesn't do, he doesn't, he doesn't, he can't have like make the dragon uh, blow fire at all. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. You, you only saw one dragon be used as like, a, like a force of attack in this episode. Yeah, right? no, that's that's a good point, man. That's that's a really good point. You know, you never saw Jon Snow's dragon blow fire unless it was Daenerys's command. So, I think Jon Snow is a better people's king. If you look, if you want to look at it that way, he's a ground fighter. He's a great swordsman. He's somebody that the typical warriors would look up to. Whereas, you know, Daenerys is highborn. Um, rides a dragon has a you know an army that she uh you know kind of just built up herself but i don't know man i think Jon snow is going to have more support than daenerys because a lot of those forces that they have are coming from the north so you know we'll see what happens but you know let's end let's end the thrones talk if there's any final comments anybody want to has or anybody wants to say um please please have your final words about this talk i have to go now i'm going to go now <laughs> <laughs> Theon, you're a good man. <laughs> Theon took a nice strut at the Night King. Win this one because I told you to. Because I told me to! Please! Yeah. Wow, right. Full out. None, of the, none of the other White Walkers even stepped in. They're just letting him take his joust. Just, I thought he was going to turn him into a White Walker. Right then yeah. and there for, for Bran's sake. Like, yeah. I did this. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought he was going to do that as well. Actually, I thought ran through my head like, "Oh shit, he might turn Theon into one of his like lead night, uh, night wa- White Walkers, whatever." Right now, um, but yeah, Jim, any final thoughts on that episode? Excited for next episode. Glued. Yes, very excited. But definitely the best Game of Thrones episode I've ever watched to date. Hundred percent. I think it was the best. Show, yeah. movie scene, anything I've ever yeah. seen. Cinematic masterpiece. The best we honestly, thing ever. Yeah, we honestly didn't do it justice. You really just, even if you've never seen Game of Thrones, go watch the episode. Um, it's absolutely insanity. Mayhem, just complete anarchy in that in that episode. So it's like uh, a movie. Yeah, it seriously, it was like it was like its own little movie. So let's uh, let's cut it. Let's get to the beer review. You know, wait, Jim, don't crack it. Don't crack it. We got a, we have an audible this week. Um, unfortunately, no beer review this week, but n- d- our DJ came from the rafters with this idea that uh, we are going to wholeheartedly follow through with. DJ, what do you got for us? Uh, we're going to let our fans decide which beer review or which beer we are going to review for next week's episode. I think it could be something we could add to our social media presence that will be uh, good instead of us just picking it. Uh, we're going to put a Twitter post on our Twitter when this episode drops of four beers that uh, you guys want us to review. We're going to post the four and you can vote uh, between one, two, three, and four. And uh, we will recap the results. Uh, when it comes time to film the next episode, and we will give you guys, the viewers, the beer review that you guys 
vote of your choice. Um, Yo, Nate, Nate, I got a, I got a idea. There's four of us here. We're gonna do four options. We're gonna each go through one of us and pick a beer that's gonna be a part of the poll. So uh, we should, we should just post the. We'll post the tweet from the star. I can't think of one off the top. Can't just whimsical on this. We've done a few of them already. So we'll do uh, you. We'll, oh, we'll, 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 we'll do you right last. now. We'll do you last. a game show. You put me on the spot, so you yeah. go last, Nate. Yeah, right. yeah, you'll go fourth. Mead, we'll start with you. What beer? Will you propose as our beer review for episode nine? Uh, summertime's coming up. We did Corona last week. Uh, thinking something similar. Jimmy Buffett, Land Shark. Okay. Land Shark. Jim, we'll go to you. Uh, Kona Big Wave. Okay. I know a lot of my boys who like that. We'll go to me. I'm going to go with a. <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns. Bud Light Lime. All right. Nader, what do you got for us? I'm going to counter with a Bud White and Bud Light Orange. Oh. Okay. What a lime oh, versus oh. orange. Oh, God. That might be its own segment in and of itself. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. So go ahead. Go on to our Twitter at Free Parking Pod. Vote for your favorite beers. We have Land Shark. We have Kona Big Wave. We have Bud Light Lime and Bud Light Orange. Wow, Nader, you came off the rafters again with the Bud Light Orange, dude. I, I, <laughs> I thought about that. I don't know. Bud Light Lime's a little bit more mainstream at the moment. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's listen to our viewers. Episode nine will be the People's Beer Review. So this week on the SIDS segment, a.k.a. shit you don't say, supposedly I coined the term, I don't know, Jim said he trademarked it, I don't know who coined SIDS as the uh, topic for this segment, but you know it sounds a lot like SUDS from Spongebob, <laughs> getting a little cold, whatever it is, but this week on the shit you don't say segment, we have the DJ over there in the corner coming up again from the rafters with the metal chair to slap us all with the shit you don't say for this week. Nader, what do you got for us? All right. So today I was uh, DJing a charity event at uh, Racks at Echo. Uh, we were raising money for St. Baldrick's Foundation. Um, it's for childhood cancer research. Uh, basically, people will uh, go on stage that we have there and raise money to shave their heads for childhood uh, cancer research. Uh, it's for an absolute great cause. But that absolutely has nothing to do with the shit you don't say segment. So my company. Well, thanks, for, thanks for wasting two minutes of our time. It was like 30 <laughs> seconds. My my company uh, always sponsors this event. We do it every year for free. There's about four of us that was there. Um, I was the main DJ. Um but you know, everyone's got to go. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's got to go to the bathroom at some point. So I tell one of my buddies that's like, "Hey, can you take over for a second? I got to go to the bathroom real quick." And he's like, "Yeah, man, of course you got it." Uh, go into the bathroom. There is uh, one urinal and two stalls. Man, there's a guy at the urinal, um, and one of the stalls opened up, the handicapped one. Um, I walk in there. Not going to get graphic with this, not at all. It was a number one. It was a number one. Okay. I'm in there for like 30, maybe 40 seconds, and I come out, and there's this guy that's staring right at me, and I'm, I'm literally walking on my way to wash my hands, and he just goes, you shit? <laughs> and I was like, 
Why? What? <laughs> he goes, you shit? I said, no, dude. And first of all, even if I were to, what's... Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> looks, looks, looks rough in there. No, dude. <laughs> that is shit you don't say. 100%. Yeah, you, I, don't... <laughs> you don't really have any bathroom talk with strangers in the bathroom to begin with. Unless, like, you're drunk at a bar and, like, it's like... That's shit you don't say. You don't say really like much in the bathroom if you're going. You're going in alone. This guy just goes, "Yeah, you shit." <laughs> Dude, Are you sure you didn't shit, here, man? Hundred percent. Get out of here with that. <laughs> yes, I'm a hundred uh, positive. Dude, it, it's uh, it's unreal to hear that, man. I honestly thought you were gonna hit us with a uh, you, you. There was two ur- there was two urinals that you sat. Right, you were standing right next to a guy. He looks over and hits you with like a, "Hey, man, nice watch." Like, he was going to hit you with one of those. Like, I didn't know what you were going to say, but for him to be like, you shit? <laughs> hey, man, you shit in there? You take a number two? Like, it's, just, it's just like bathroom etiquette. Yeah, dude. Oh, goodness. Conversations to a minimal. Yeah, man. You don't. You definitely don't say that to a stranger when they come out of a stall. Like, dude, how did you respond? Is he, is he not going to go in there if he shat? Yeah, like. I'm pretty. I think there was dialogue afterwards. He goes, you shit? And I said, excuse me? <laughs> like, comfort, I was like, what? And he goes, you shit? And I said, no, man. And he goes, all right, well, I think it was along the lines of like, all right, not like it matters anyway. I think it's what he said. It. And he just goes in there. It's just like, I'm just washing my hands, just shaking my head. I'm like, he probably this is shit. I did not, dude. We no, didn't... he probably did. Oh, hundred probably. <laughs> probably. But I mean, that's, that's shit you don't say. So I, I thought this would be a perfect segment for the shit you don't say uh, we're talking in our, say. we were talking on the group chat about does anybody have one and i 100 percent had one today my question is is you were the dj for the event so how many times did he have to awkwardly look at you after that <laughs> I, I actually didn't see him at all th- like throughout the end or uh, the duration of the event it was it was a pretty packed at racks um dude he probably had to puke and thought oh. you shit in the toilet and was like, I can't stick my face right here with this guy. I just took a shit. Enough. Dude, it, it was it's classic. I can only imagine this guy looking up at Nader behind the DJ booth, like shoulder into his buddies, like, yo, that guy peed in the stall. He didn't even take a poop. Uh, <laughs> I found out. I found out. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, unreal, yeah. man. That's that's a hell of a shit you don't say. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming in with that one. Uh, we actually had no idea what you were going to say there. So, um, yeah, this is the first time I'm telling you guys. First time I'm telling the viewers. So, yeah. Uh, job, job well done on the shit you don't say for this week. I actually didn't have one, uh, which is kind of shocking. Uh, you know, this is this is the Sid segment. This is the Bush Sids. You know, there's four letters in each one. This is my segment, but you know, it unfortunately didn't work out this week for me. So, you know, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Free Parking Pod episode double zero eight. We are coming back to you from the studio for episode nine. Deaver is. Currently, yeah, Deaver is currently wrapping up his activities in Los Angeles. It's been a long, long five, six weeks that he's been out there. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Guns blazing when we get back to the studio this Sunday night. Absolutely. Yeah, man. We're going to have, I believe we're going to have all six of us there. Um, all six of us most likely won't be talking 
Uh, it's going to be a lot about Deaver episode nine, hearing about what the hell he's been doing out there. Cause God only knows at this point, he's been radio silent with us for the last week. We don't even know if he's alive. Um, but luckily, oh. luckily his girlfriend's out there. We've been periodically seeing Snapchats from her knowing that, uh, he is in fact alive. So D's brother, I, uh, I know you're listening when you can, I know you're busy. Episode nine. Can't wait to have you back, have a safe flight. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're not going to be able to talk to you again for another week. So, you know, this is, the only, this is our only communication if you li- if even listen. So, um, you know, Godspeed to you, all, fo- all three of you boys, all four of us. Uh, thank you. And, you know, wrap it up. Alexa, play Ass Back Home by the Gym Class Heroes. Ass Back Home, featuring Neon Hitch by Gym Class Heroes, featuring Neon Hitch on Amazon Music. I'm going to go now.